Hello and welcome to another episode of the Culture Nerd Podcast. For those keeping count, this is the third one this week. So thank you for joining us uh, for episode eight. And we're going to talk today about something that happened earlier this week that seemingly blew the minds of half the internet. Lady Gaga is now playing Harley Quinn in Todd Phillips' Joker sequel. Oh, and wait, it's a musical? What on earth is going on over there? But we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about it. And, you know, we have thoughts. And we're going to go, we're going to discuss them. So here we go, everyone. Are you ready for dancing and singing, Taylor? I am. I don't know about you, but I am. <laughs> why? I, 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 I don't understand why of these characters, this is the holy one that people don't think that Lady Gaga can do it. The moment they said it was a musical, wouldn't you want somebody that has done music videos and understands cues and understands choreography so that you can focus on other things like acting and action sequences and all the other yeah. things that happen in a movie. You know, I I do have plenty of thoughts about that. But, you know, I think before we jump right into, like, my thoughts, I think we need to, like, talk about something that's also kind of important here. Do you ever miss Smallville? No. Really? I mean, it was a big part of my life. Our life. Okay. I mean, do you ever feel like watching an old episode and talking about stuff, you know? No. No. Never. Well, would you would you do it for me? No. Would you do it for the fans? Yeah, why not? It'd be fun. Yeah. Join Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum every week as they rewind every episode of Smallville and discuss their experiences with friends, fans, and co-stars. Talkville, the ultimate Smallville podcast. We should talk to those fellas. I think we should. I think after a week of teasing why we keep bringing this up, I think it's a good time we explain why we're going to have these guys on our show. They're going to Talkville with us. We're going to ask them questions about Talkville yeah. and they're going to answer it. We're going to talk to them and uh, both of them, not just uh, one or the other, but both of them together. And, and I just know, like I'm, that I'm excited show, about that. I was about to say, just like that show, Taylor loves that show. I am indifferent yeah. to it. So let's see. <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy, though, in a world of multi of multiverses and everything existing at once. It's crazy that that uh, Superman-Lex Luthor combo has somehow been left out to dry. And it's like, they are young men. They are talking this for a reason. They are ready to get back in the game. Yeah. But I think what I think a lot of people who've been like paying attention to this <clears throat> so how's the best way to put it there are over 200 about 217 218 episodes of smallville and if they're committing to one episode a week and we got 52 weeks a year this show <laughs> is guaranteed about four and a half years of content i never even thought about like a physical breakdown yeah and there's no way that they 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 have lives there's no way that they're gonna like do they're not going to record three episodes in a day? They're not going to watch an episode, talk about it, watch another episode. I mean, they could if they really wanted to, but do they? I mean, clearly from that clip, Tom Welling's not too keen on like binging the show. He's he's uh, doing this for the fans, but binging he'll get is to a, it when he gets to it. Yeah, I yeah. like that as well. I like that it's going to be this thing that it gets to give that show a second resurgence. Is it on HBO Max? Can people it, stream it? It's actually on Hulu. Oh wow! 
Yeah, surprisingly, Hulu got that one. Why is it not on? No the, idea. Why isn't it not <clears throat> on the superhero hub with all the other superhero shows? I don't know. Oh, that's very interesting. Okay, so it gotta go, somehow gotta they go got to the Hulu. broadcast rights of that one, or the streaming rights to Smallville, which I'm um, yeah. Maybe a TV thing. Maybe we ask those fellas. Maybe we ask. Maybe they know. Like, why Hulu? How did Hulu do this? <laughs> <laughs> Hulu gets all the cre- uh, Hulu gets Hulu always gets amazing. Like they always get the thing you weren't expecting. You're like, oh, that's on Hulu. Oh, that's great. It's like, huh? It's because they got that Disney money. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what it is? They're that the backdoor Disney. Yeah, they're the the grown up Disney Plus. Like Disney Plus gets us like a couple things here and there, but like everything else, FX wise, goes to to Hulu. That's very good. But back Great to segue. the we both had the segue. We both had the same segue transition. We were both ready to do it. Let's get back to Lady Gaga. Raw, Lady raw, Gaga. Here she comes. So Lady Gaga was announced earlier this week to be in talks. Um. And I, I'm honestly, when they announce stuff that's like, when they announce things like this, when they say they're in, they're in talks about this, they typically announce it by the time the talks have already gone to like contract phase. Like, they're not like just having that conversation. They've had enough conversations where they're confident enough to announce it. Her IMDb says Harley Quinn. It, I, so they are, I don't know if the ink has dried yet, but she's very far along in that process. Yeah. And, you know, we, you were talking about a minute ago about how this show, with the, the idea that if you're going to make a musical and you want someone who's musically um, musically proficient, um, I immediately, like when we ran the advert, I was thinking about uh, Les Miserables, for instance, with the Hollywood adaptation of that, where you had Russell Crowe, you had Hugh Jackman, you had Anne Hathaway, and you had all these people that you really didn't think were musically sound. And, but, and the audience, and the audience needs to know that Taylor is a secret lame is kid. You, I, you were one of the first. You had lame is. You knew what lame is was. You like were very aware of the world of yeah. lame is before other yeah. people. It was funny because like when we were younger, like you're like I'm gonna do musicals. I'm like, do you, do you know about this one? <laughs> like it was like the one that I knew, and yeah. I knew the music and I knew all that stuff. And I was like, this is a dark story, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, you were a lame Miz kid. That was the one musical you knew about. It was like the one. Like everyone was all like, "Oh, do you like this? Do you like Rant?" I'm like, "I've never seen it. Never listened to it." Yeah, and that movie suffers by the fact that you have Hugh Jackman killing it, right? But then Russell Crowe is you got Russell Crowe. Like that guy, why did you do Russell Crowe? Why couldn't you have gotten a pretty tenor voice, but they had to get funding for that movie. And Russell Crowe is a movie star and he yeah. will get poopy, uh, uh, poopy people, poopy people to the theater to go watch him do that. I mean, how often does Taylor talk about watching something with his wife? Your wife absolutely wants to go see the Lady Gaga Joker movie. Um, I showed it to her the other day when they announced it. I showed it to her and she's like, huh? Like she, she looked at it for me. She's like, is, is this real? I'm like, yeah, no, this is real. And she's like, that's going to be interesting. So Musical. she's like, she's a bit on the fence. And I, I immediately was like, there was like an internal moment where I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And then I thought about it for more than half a second. And I'm like, but okay. This could work. Yeah. I feel, I feel the same way. You know, you are going to be, we haven't even gotten to like how we fit in the musical numbers yet. Like that, yeah. I feel like is 
the execution, I have thoughts. The, the execution <laughs> of those, the music numbers are going to be the fight scenes. Like that's, I think the way that we need to think about them. They are going to be choreographed fight scenes. Now the question is, is the Joker in Harley? Is, is this the movie where Harley is going crazy? And that's where the musical numbers come from. She is projecting those things, which I think is probably more likely the case because Joaquin, yo, I think Joaquin Phoenix does it. I bet they dub his voice. Not like someone that sounds like him, like just like Michael Buble. Like whatever the number is that they're going to be doing, I think they're going to get somebody and he'll do great stuff. Because mind you, that is who is playing Joker. Joaquin Phoenix needs somebody to really play off in these scenes. And while her IMDb has a lot of music videos and a couple of, she was in Sin City. She did that Gucci movie, which is not good. You don't need to see the Gucci movie, but she's not like what makes that movie bad. That like there's other but issues she was, with that. Movie. She was also in A Star Is Born, which was fantastic. And right. she was a, a vampire queen in one of those whole seasons of American Horror Story. And like yeah. she was actually like one of the great characters of that season. Like the show was that season was kind of mad, but I was really surprised by her. And um, but you also kind of forget Joaquin Phoenix, he can sing. What did he say yet? He did that rap. That movie. entire Johnny rapper. Cash movie, Walk the Line. That was him. Oh, that's right. He had that deep voice. He was great. Yeah, he in totally that movie. got he got snubbed for an Oscar that year, but he did an amazing job. Mm. Yeah, Walk the Line is it's almost there. But also Walk Hard, the parody is also very good. So I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I confuse the two in my mind all the time. I'm pretty sure you do. You're you're like, Walk the Line, is that the movie with that one guy from Step Brothers? No, that's the Johnny Cash one. That's the real one. <laughs> so what do we where do we where does this movie start, right? So the act, the events of the last movie happen. This movie obviously doesn't pick up right then. Is he in? To. Is he in Arkham? Is he talking to her? Do you think we see her falling in love with him via the psychiatrist couch? Also, these musical numbers are going to dictate so much. We don't know if the musical numbers are going to be like parody, like a, like a Britney Spears video, or if he's going to do a Busley Berkeley. 1930 like oh we haven't seen 60 dancers doing this in a pool routine since 1933 like i could very easily see them doing that stuff as well that would be fun to be honest but i think what's probably going to happen and this is my internal theory on this is that we're probably going to get the psychiatry approach i mean we saw from the ending of the last movie right where he's talking to the psychiatrist and then he off screen kills her because like, obviously he's, he exits that room and he's like stepping with bloody footprints everywhere. So he straight up killed the psychiatrist. Um, so he's going to be getting assigned his new psychiatrist and then she's going to, he's going to find enjoyment in breaking her down. And they're probably going to enter, enter it that way. Like the moment she starts having like feelings for him, you're probably going to have this like montage where he's sitting there talking and it like kind of fades out his voice a little bit while she starts singing this like weird, like love ballad kind of a thing. And then I don't know enough about Harley Quinn. Is she always lobotomized by the Joker? Does he always, is she always like, does he always like, like operate on her her. mind or is it just like drugs that she takes it? I mean, different interpretations, honestly, sometimes she's, she's kind of just pushed over the edge and sometimes she's physically messed with to create it. They're going to do a musical movie because the Joker three is going to be Bonnie and Clyde. Like what are the, what are the other, if we, and, and let's even, let's even talk about it like this. 
if we talk about 70s movies, like if this was an, like the other movie was a very big homage to King of Comedy and there's a lot of Scorsese-isms in the movie. Um, and the third movie is going to be uh, Bonnie and Clyde. What other 70s movie? I mean, whatever that talking dynamic. I, I, I don't understand what is your bias against Lady Gaga? Like, is it, she, you, her, she has so much music on movie soundtracks. Uh, she's uh, Tom Cruise handpicked her for the for the Top Gun movie. She's got a song in that movie. She, yeah, I, no, she had the whole she's had a song in a ballad, number of movies that she's yeah. the ending song. And it was actually really good. I'm like, wow, this is really good. And my wife's like, is that? I'm like, yes, yeah, Lady Gaga. We, you can tell, but it's yeah. so good. If she's recording stuff for things and already in that system. Great, she's going to record a banger soundtrack for whatever this movie is going to be. And then yeah. they're going to do the Joker song at the Oscars. And you're going to be like, wow, she did a really good job with that Joker song. Look at all those, those. Uh, she had to change outfits so many times. Yeah, but no, the way I kind of figured is that, like, we'll probably see the, like a, a love song where she's explaining her love for him as he's like torturing her or something. But yeah. the, my immediate thought was that I mean, look back at her like last couple of like the characters last couple appearances in film, like Harley Quinn, for instance, in Birds of Prey, there was that weird ass musical number with Harley Quinn singing with all the dancers, kind of like you described. So that that was one way she was explaining her psychosis and on film. And then in the Suicide Squad, when she was like killing all those people, her psychosis like made all the blood and guts into like flowers and rainbows and like colors and stuff. I firmly believe that they're going to go kind of that route. She's going to do something absolutely horrific on screen. And it's going to like, like it's going to, she's going to like stab somebody. Then it's going to turn into a song and everything's going to be nice and normal. Then it's going to cut back. and There's going to be blood everywhere. And like, we're going to get, we're going to get a barber shop. I wonder, I wonder if we even get like a little shop of horrors, like just uh, all the dead corpses coming to life, doing doo-wop numbers with her. Or, or even like a Sweeney Todd kind of a thing. We're just something graphic and grisly. And like, she's just, Smiling you know, and stabbing, you know? You know what's funny is if they you're right, like a kill bill, a kill bill violent sequence is gonna get a rated a rating R. But if you were to do something where she does knives and slashes people's necks and all of a sudden just ribbons come out, like you might have the most violent movie scene of a PG 13 movie because it's ribbons everywhere and a dancer comes and we say one person they're pulling themselves on a string and it's like, Oh, that man was murdered. All these people were murdered to death by her. Yeah. All the stuff that they're playing with in the scene, all the props that they're dancing at, those are body parts. Like this is horrific. This also, and- this also means this movie has a higher budget, correct? Like if you're already getting Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, you're, your your budget just doubled. Like, what what does that do to a movie salary? I think, like, one of my favorite little jokes of of movies in the last like fifteen years was in a twenty two Jump Street, where they made a joke that uh, they're like the department thought that coming back with a bigger doubling the budget meant double the profits, and they're like, that's dumb. That doesn't work. Um, I honestly, I don't know what they did to make this happen, but I mean, we may not get a giant budget because I think Todd Phillips proved that he can do anything he wants on a tiny budget Yeah, because he made a billion dollars off of like scraps, right? Yeah. And there's even scenes in the movie, in the first one, you can tell that he didn't have a budget. Like when he stabs that one dude and the, the weird CGI blood is on him, I'm like, that's weird CGI blood. 
Yeah. They had like five extra million. They could have made that look real. Right. <laughs> but that was the point of the movie was that they, they did it off of nothing. And I think there's been multiple times all the, the more years. reason to get a professional singer and dancer woman who can learn choreography, not somebody who has to go learn all this stuff. She yeah. will show up in tip-top shape. She's a dancing machine. Like, I don't think for a second that we're going to get, like, The Sound of Music with Joker or La La Land with Joker. Uh, I think, uh, funny enough, I think we get, oh, I don't think we get, I, I think you're right, but I think we get a La La, La, La Land scene where they're murdering people. Where yeah, they see them I see dancing. That. I see, I think we see those scenes. But mind you, these scenes are all going to be in her mind. And then we got to see Joaquin Phoenix's interpretation of these scenes. Yeah. Which I think would be funny to do it in a in a darker way. Like a more broken way. Like not quite music, but just like hard notes and hard tones. And like dark, the boom. And like things like that. Like Kind of like we've got with the first movie. Where the music fit the scene. But it was kind of weird how they did yeah. it. Like... We can see that duality, and that's what I want to see. But also, like, I keep picturing them being places. They're going to be in one. They're going to be in Arkham, right? They're going to be in a like. They're not. How many different set pieces can they do? Unless part of the movie is a music montage where they're killing Arkham they guards go, and escaping. Yeah, they go. They hold hands and they they escape out the door together. Yeah, I um, bet we see something. It's so funny. Musical themselves are a heightened state, so you can do anything with them. Man, mm-hmm. they could do animated numbers. They could do puppets. They there there's there's so many different ways that they could do it. And I wonder how they want to do her psychosis. I could also see it being, you know, funny enough, full circle to our other conversations. I could see it being like Dick Tracy, where she pictures herself singing to the Joker in a nightclub. And there's smoke everywhere, and she's only looking at him. And she's like, I love this man so much. And then we cut to her stirring her coffee, being like, Boy, does this job suck. Like, I could also <laughs> see, I could see them doing intimate things like that. I think yeah. I want it to be the big musical because I think it will open superhero and these type of characters to more genres, especially because if you put people in it, like Joaquin Phoenix, people are going to go see it. There is an audience that is going to go see these things. I want them to go see them, these things. Yeah. I mean, look at what Stranger Things did with that song. Now everyone's listening to 80s synth again. Great. Show somebody the style of a musical and maybe they go listen to that musical. Yeah. I I have so many, like, I see everyone just freaking out. Like, oh, it's a musical. It's a musical. But, like, we had 10 years of the Marvel formula of comic book movies. And then DC didn't quite nail their mark on their version of it. But just like every single time when DC comes out swinging and they hit their lightning in a bottle, like you had the early two thousands with the, the first wave of Marvel films before the MCU came out. And then DC came out with Batman begins and the dark Knight, And that changed like the whole genre. Like people were like, Oh wow. You can take these seriously. And then you have like 10 years of the MCU and then Joker comes out and gives you this really deep, weird, emotionally driven, artsy movie that people were like, wow, let's give this an Oscar, right? Yeah, there's a vibe when seeing that movie that is unlike any other movies. The fact that you root for this guy, the fact that he brings you along and you're eventually with him is a very interesting arc for the audience to go on. Yeah, and the thing about this movie that a lot of people not acknowledge just flat out is that 
you watch him do these horrific acts and you sympathize with them. You're like, I, I get it. Yep. Kill those, those jerk wall street guys because they were picking on that girl. They were picking on you and they, they had it coming. There's and then, a great, there's a great breakdown where Tarantino's talking about how he's like, I wanted him to kill Robert De Niro. I wanted him to kill that man. And it's like, right. That is a crazy arc for you to go on where you, the audience are like, Oh, I want to go on the shooting spree. Yeah. And like, and that's kind of what we're going to get with the sequel, right? I mean, you're going to get this, you're going to, again, romanticize the idea of these psychotic characters and like. He's awful to her, Taylor. He is he so, is so awful bad to her. her. She She's going to be electrocuted and waterboarded. He's going to do terrible things to her. And he's going to love her because she allows these things to happen. And he's going to yes. be like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. And there's going to be some. Like I said, with the music, you can have Harley Quinn sing this ballad, right? This this deep sequence of music and doing just absolutely horrific things, just dismembering people, slitting throats, killing people, right? And then you're going to get out of that scene and be like, that was a banger of a scene. And I feel dirty now for enjoying that whole scene. 100%. I also wonder if she's going, if they're going to write new songs for this in the style of other things or if she's going to be doing covers of contemporary songs that just work Ooh. in these scenes right if she does you know crazy That's in love life. yeah oh yeah i mean what full circle from the first movie you know what i mean she does yeah, all like those she... tony bennett concerts she fucking knows tony bennett he can come <laughs> in there they can do anything they want they got access to tony I mean, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I don't know. I hope they write original songs for it. I think it will get them, it will bring them into a different category, but there's nothing wrong with hitting, playing the classics. Yeah, no, I, I can honestly see them doing a ballad called Mad Love, like from the comics, and just be just absolutely deep and twisted where she's all like talking about her like love and infatuation for him, and he's just trashing her and abusing her. But like people also tend to forget that Todd Phillips was also one of the producers on A Star Is Born, so he's always had this like oh, he's had yeah. this connection to her. It probably was he was probably like just sitting on his couch like writing the story and be like, "Hey, let me shoot her a text see if she wants to talk about this." And like, how is uh, how is music used? I have not seen the newest Star Is Born. Are there any musical numbers that feel like dream sequences? Or are they all music that is presented in the real world? It's all presented in the real world. If I if I'm remembering correctly, it's all kind of in the context of the story. So then and maybe she just is like, maybe we only get one big musical number, and maybe she just likes to sing or something like that. And we follow those those through notes, those tones through the whole thing, you know. Uh I'm could, gonna do I mean, music like you said, we could, with you today. We could have a scene where she's sitting there stirring her coffee and humming a song, and then it goes into her mind where she's singing the song that she's humming, right? We probably have things like that where it's like it doesn't break away from the movie as much as it's like you're seeing her internal process of whatever the hell she's doing. Yeah. I just feel like this is such an easy concept. I don't understand why people aren't on board with it. These are psychopath people that are going to have psychopath musicals. They're going to do crazy things in them. That's great. And I, you know, I hope that it is cinematic because I know that that's where they want this to play. And Movie musicals have a very long history, and I would love to see them do something in the vein of that genre and, you know, put the Joker in there. Because, I mean, they're playing with all of these things. And you're right. Music was a big part of that first movie. That first trailer really sold that movie. 
Yeah, they they use music as literally every scene's backdrop, like the bathroom scene, right? Yeah, just the the loud the the soft bellows as it crescendos up. Like the whole sequence was about him basking in the madness, and it was such an emotionally powerful, awkward scene where he's dancing in the bathroom in, in front of the mirror, and you're like, "Oh, I got chills about this whole thing," and then they repeatedly have these moments where the music shifts around. And then when he fully descends into madness and he runs on the stairs, you got that celebration song and then ends with that's life. And it had this whole amazing use of music to convey the craziness of his emotions. Yeah. I would almost, we, I almost want to make an argument to you that more, most movies are musicals that they toned down. Like the last Batman movie has cues to music batman comes out his boots are spurs to the music what are we doing here that's a one-man jam band what i mean he's, if he's yeah, walking like, out and it sounds like he's dick van dyke from mary poppins yeah this- like people like they've got nirvana something in the way going with batman's steps and i'm like they choreographed or they just like they thought this through this is cool uh, but and That's funny enough, a movie like Musical a, Theater 101. Right. Or, or a movie like Baby Driver, which is not a musical, but is it? Like it's, it's a musical. Chore- it's chore- right. There's no singing in it, but there's choreography, there the car sequences, the sound design, everything is in a musical formula. They could just rip off Edgar Wright and do that with a Joker movie, and I'd be like, great. Like, you know what cool. I mean? Maybe, I'm not maybe mad. Bring, maybe bring Edgar Wright in to do some of those scenes if you really want to. I'm sure he wouldn't be mad either. He'd be like, "Damn, they did yeah. good." Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's it's a, a you know we feel that these superhero movies are in such a bubble, and I feel like we're only now being able to play with the genre a little bit more because the movies that have played with the genre are few and far between. It's. It's going to be one of those those movies again where it's going to come out of nowhere and it's going to be like this beacon that says, oh, by the way, let's change the bar up a little bit. Like we we talked about this with Marvel, how they're finally now breaking out of their formulaic shell. And Doctor Strange was their first like treading water into horror movie. Yeah. And then you got DC who's just like, let's just keep doing weird stuff. Yeah. And like they keep pushing that envelope. Like they gave us the first Superman movie where they showed people that comic books could be taken seriously. They brought us the 1980s Batman where they're like, Oh, so I mean, the last incarnation incarnation of Batman that was on screen was Adam West. And then Tim Burton comes out the door and says, "By the way, we like dark shit," and like does that movie right? And now we're gonna get like a dark and twisted musical, which just on paper, I'm like, I I read it and I'm like, this is so weird that I am so intrigued. No way around it. Yeah, and it's not, and I, I don't think it is your typical, I mean, the Joker film itself was not a superhero movie. It was a character piece with a villain. So this is going to be more of that. And obviously, you know, they're going to try to marry those two, those other incarnations of the character. You know, the very action-oriented Harley Quinn we've seen is not what we're going to see here. But I think that's fine. Listen, if there can be five Batmans and five Dick Graysons, there can be three or four Harley Quinns. Right? There's, I want, the, I want there's the voice of Harley Quinn. There's the there's the animated show Harley Quinn. Then there's, uh, what's her name? The big starlet, the one who's going to be in the movies. There's going to be Lady Gaga. And then whoever plays then her the, other uh, voice. 
the adult animation Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Yeah. Played by the Big Bang Theory girl. Right. That's so, the one I was thinking of. I was also thinking of like the old like Batman animated one that still p- oh, pops yeah. up every once in a while. She's great. Yeah. That woman also is a great voice and is a Harley Quinn and she can exist in this world as well. Fun fact. Uh, that version of Harley Quinn, the Batman animated series Harley Quinn, was the first version of that character. Mm. They, She was actually in that animated show first and then transitioned into comics afterwards. That, to me, is such a crowning achievement for that show. It's the voice. That that Fran Drescher voice, that, that, that New York, that sold what the character was. Because the Joker... Because, like, five different people have done the Joker's voice, and every time you hear it, you're like, oh, that's the Joker! But, like, it, they can play with it, right? Yeah. That is the voice of Harley Quinn. They have not been able to get away from that pudding voice. That is the voice of Harley Quinn. Yeah, and I mean, you brought up House of Gucci earlier, but I honestly think she could do an accent like that and just sell you on Harley Quinn, because sure. her accent was, like, it was thick and it was... Again, she's gonna be crazy. So you can justify like if she she's I don't know how much room there wiggle room she's gonna get to make choices, but she might make some crazy choice in it. But she's gonna sound like she's from whatever the Gotham City version of Staten Island is. You know what I mean? Like I don't know whatever that is. She's gonna fit in that world really nicely. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I kind of I just go back to the to the beginning, right? I mean. What did they give Todd Phillips to get this movie to happen, right? Because he said it multiple times that he would not do this film, 100%. He would not write it. He would not direct it. He would not touch it for the 10-foot pole unless he made a script that was a worthy successor. And then Joaquin Phoenix has a history of declining millions to do sequels because he doesn't want to do sequels. And yet he's doing his first sequel with this movie. Like... It's very, it's very nice to know when stars are passionate about it. And if he wants to come back and put the moniker on, let's let them, let's let that team reunite again. And I'm curious if they're going to evolve the character anymore. We're going to get the same burnt orange suit. We're going to get the same paint on the face and the nose and all that. Like, we're going to get that version, or is his look going to evolve? Is he going to get more purple? Is he going to get different face paint? Yeah. And do you also think that we're trying to backdoor Batman into this world? That whatever the next incarnate, like like in the third act, the thing that breaks up the musical is Batman shows up and starts punching Joker in the face, and Harley <laughs> Quinn has to take on it. We see like a Phantom of the Opera scene with her. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what I, I'm trying to think of. Like it doesn't. He doesn't have to, but like Batman exists in this universe and could very easily show up and be a demon guy for a psycho woman to deal with. But at the same time, like I. I don't know if that's practical. I mean, Batman was like, what, eight years old in the last movie? Sure. So now he's like 12. (laughs) Yeah. So he's going to come back. He's like, you're going to get like Batman, the preteen, right? You're not going to, I don't think they're even going to touch that in this world. I think they're going to, I think we're just going to get this crazy world where Joker has been around and menacing Gotham. And then that's what probably creates Batman later on is that that's what it is. But we will never see that because that's not necessary for the story. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. I'm not saying I want to see Batman. I just feel like there's so many ways that they can heighten this. And even if they do the movie really grounded, I think they're still going to get great stuff. I think the dreams, yeah. you just dream sequences alone that you can do. I mean, the other movie doesn't necessarily have action beats to it, right? And I think that having proactive scenes that feel like they have energy and break the world of it, I think that's good. 
I think it's gonna it's gonna startle people. I think it's gonna like just as how everyone felt with the first one. The, the first one broke a billion dollars, and everyone felt dirty and intrigued by watching it. And we're gonna get that same feeling all over again. We're gonna be drawn to it like roadkill. Like you can't look away, but it's there. And I also feel like that movie was a word of mouth movie. I feel like people knew it was coming out. And I feel like the first wave of people did a good job of being like, no, you need to go see it. I feel like there was some poo-pooers in the beginning. And I feel like all of a sudden its second week was better than its first week. And its third week was a little bit better. And its drop off, yeah. its drop off didn't happen for a long time. I remember when I first saw it and I think what sold me on seeing day one showing number one was was it like the eight minute standing ovation that they got at one of the, the film festivals? And I'm like, okay. Okay. So the artsy critics love this movie. So that's a good sign, but they also love some weird shit. So I don't know. And like, I was like, okay, let's see, let's see. And then we sat down and watched it. I took my wife to see it. And like the thing came up, you had the, the Joker monologue across the front and then like the movie, when it ended, she's like, that was a DC movie, right? I'm like, well, Bruce Wayne is in it. She's like, yeah, but that was different. And yeah. like, she acknowledged how like out of formula this was. But there's no way around it that that movie was the weirdest experience for a lot of people. But that word of mouth is what blew that movie up. Because I think afterwards, I after the movie ended, when the credits started rolling, I sat there for a good 30 seconds to a couple minutes of just contemplating what I had just seen. And I'm pretty sure the entire audience was the same way. And I wonder how much, see, I feel like that realism is the world that he wants to live in. I don't think we're going to get like a schmigadoon world with Harley Quinn where everyone else is like, what's going on right now? And she's just belting her little heart out. Okay. What do you not want to see in this movie? What? Cause I, cause the first movie did have some issues in it. What do you want them to steer away from this time around? Mm. One of my worries of this movie would be that it's kind of what like Zazie Beetz character was in the first movie where like the whole relationship they had was all in his head. Like I would feel like it'd be kind of a disservice. Like if this whole movie goes through like this psychosis of Harley Quinn and then like 11th hour drop that she's, just a doctor and has nothing to do with him and he's making it all in his mind like that would be like you did it which once is, which is something i don't I want pitched, it again. it's something i pitched to taylor when i was we talked to you earlier i said something like that or like she's a pop star in the world and he imagines a relationship with her and they go on some adventure but it's just him staring yeah. at the tv comatose okay so they can't repeat the beats of the first movie so she has to be a willing participant in this to me, like that's what would sell the movie is watching her because the first movie we had we knew that Joker was messed up. He was going to therapy, he was on medication. We knew that. And the descent of madness with him was just him having enough of people's crap and clearly not getting the help he needed. There was a it was a piece on the pitfalls of mental health, right? But the Joker has always been that person where he believes that he can break anyone down and he can make them like the whole point of the dark knight was him trying to break the batman and bring him down to his level right right and i want this movie to do that right so i don't want them to cop out on us i don't want them to to half measure it i want it to be someone truly breaking someone down emotionally and psychologically like i want 
people to realize that Joker is a messed up human being. He's very abusive. And he's a lot smarter than they give him credit for. Yeah, we're just gonna watch him gaslight this woman for two hours. It's gonna be yeah, awful. Pretty much. It's just gonna gaslight her and she's gonna get him out of there and he's gonna hit her with a baseball bat and say, Thanks, Toots, and then <laughs> roll out and she'll follow up limping. She'll get up and, and be like, He didn't mean it, he really loves me, and then follows yeah. him. Like I mean, I mean, all of that stuff. I mean, I yeah, I've, especially if he was in if Todd Phillips was involved with the script. I mean, obviously he has images in mind that he wants to show. And if the first movie had a theme. Why would this one not? I mean, obviously, this one's going to be following some sort of path. So, yeah, I, 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 this, this makes me excited to go see these movies in the theater because sometimes these movies feel like a dime a dozen, and I sometimes have to text you and be like, "Do I have to see this movie? Do I really have to see?" I mean, it's going to be in my house in less than ninety days, and probably within forty-five days. So, just let me know if I really need to see this at this moment. Yeah, and I'll be like, go see this movie on the biggest effing screen you can. Like, that's how it'll be. Like, find an IMAX. Do it. (laughs) And I bet that this, but that's also nice that this movie doesn't need an IMAX. You know what I mean? This is yeah. Well, see, yeah, big old. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he does Baz Luhrmann. You know what I mean? If we see a bunch of like, uh, if we see a bunch of uh, like Moulin Rouge type stuff, which feels very much jokery but doesn't necessarily feel like todd phillips joker but like i also think he's gonna do an homage to all that old cinema so maybe we see a carousel like scene or something you know real hokey and lit on a set and it very clearly feels like a stage i also think and and this is just the vibe that i got from the title right i mean the title that they announced with the script is very french noir and i think they're probably going to pull some like some imagery and some vibe from those old French movies where like you've got these really somber music playing behind this like black and white kind of montage, like just really somber and really like it's a genre in itself. And that's yeah. where I, I, I can see that being pulled very easily. They could also, and and yeah. And if that's, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it could very easily be, oh, that's Harley Quinn. She's a doctor. Also, she does lounge singing. That's what she really likes to do. But like, we just never explored it before. Like, great, great. And then, then he's going to break out. He's got to go live in her apartment. He's going to start cutting her. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> like, I could see them doing kind of like that from the first movie where, you know, he has that moment where he's doing a stand-up and he's just terrible at it. But then, like, in his mind, he's making everyone laugh. And I could see her being Same terrible deal. at singing. But in her mind, the musical number is beautiful. But when she cuts back, her voice is cracking and broken and people are throwing shit at her. There's you know? that that movie with Meryl Streep where she played that rich lady who people would go see to pay money to see her because she was terrible. Yeah, I don't know what the movie is. Sorry, I don't. It's, she was a famous woman in Europe. I also don't know her name. It was she was a lady. There's two movies made about her. Okay, it's not being Julia. It. That's not. It's not being Julia. It's not a lady named Julia. I don't think. All right. Well, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole and figure it out, but I might have to after this. <laughs> sure, you can figure it out. It'll, It'll be, be like on a, there. Like a splinter in my mind, it'll be bugging me until I figure it out. Uh, so they've announced this. Does that mean it's in production? I mean, obviously they're in pre-production, but have they? Is there a film date? Is there? Is it? Do we know anything? Any of those tidbits? I don't believe so. I think they announced. They only announced the movie was happening like a week ago or a week and a half ago. Where they like? Oh, by the way, here's Joaquin Phoenix reading the script. By the way, we're all coming back. Mic drop. Let's break the internet because no one knew it was coming. And then a week later, by the way, it's a musical with Lady Gaga. Like, I could see them be like, 
next week. By the way, we already filmed it. It's coming out in October. Oh. Like I could see something just insane like that. Oh, they could release if they could release it this. I don't think it could be this year. If they announced if he was so just reading the script, it's got to be next year. But what's funny enough is you mentioned October. That's kind of the jam, right? You kind of want to go for that spooky vibe. You want it to feel like Halloween. So that would be a really great date for something like this. Yeah. Because you can't release this movie at Christmas. And you can't release this movie as like a fall movie. Like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. The whole family goes and sees the Joker. No, but you could do a slasher movie sort of deal with it. Could. You could. So, I don't know. I mean, I, despite everyone dumping on it and freaking out, I firmly believe that this movie has the potential and that deserves the hype that nobody gave the first one. Because now that we've seen the first one and we know that quality of film... 100%! He made a great movie! If that's where we're starting from, why would I not Why would I not give him the benefit of the doubt? Why would I assume that they're going to... Right? And, and it's not a Wonder Woman situation where a bunch of people are changing hats. Oh, no, all the same people in the same roles are coming back. The team is getting back together. That's a good sign. Yeah. And they're giving him carte blanche. They're letting him do his story. They're, this is the this is the script that he said had to exist for him to come back. So right. let's and, do and, it. And, and, and isn't the conversation we usually have is these guys trying to wrestle control over the product and the fact that at least starting off at square one, Everything is moving along nicely. Now, this could all fall apart in editing and the execution of said movie, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, I think for right now, the benefit of the doubt, let's give it to this movie because the first one exceeded expectations. It blew people's minds out of the water. Let's get it. Let's try it. Could this also be considered the first Warner Brothers Discovery Plus approved movie? It like kind what, of is like what and and also like not this wasn't the way that this was reported felt like it was leaked and it wasn't leaked they planned on telling everybody but they were able to garner interest and not in a and not in a way like a way that people actually had a re, a reaction to it they're doing something over there taylor they feel yeah. like they're doing something over there yeah and it's, it just seems weird. I mean, with all the rumors and all the gossip that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to cut costs and, and cut down projects and uh, give DC its time to shine, one of the first things that they do is give a sequel to a DC film that the previous administration did not believe was going to be successful. One of the darker of the films as well. Not a yeah. crowd pleaser. Like, when you see... Uh, 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 I'm about to say Tim Gunn, not Tim Gunn. When James. you when you see James Gunn, Tim Gunn's uh, Suicide Squad would be a very charming movie, though. I bet it would be great. When you see the new Suicide Squad and the execution of that movie, you go, oh, they can absolutely just redo this movie again. I see the sequel to it. The Joker is not a movie you walk away like, oh, they'll just do this movie again. No, you actually have to have an idea of what to do with these characters. So, yeah. Yeah, let's give this the benefit of the doubt. I'm excited for this. I'm excited too. But I want to know what everyone else thinks. So um, let's see what happens. Let's see what, what goes on in the next few months. Let's see more casting, more breakdowns. Let's see. She see wore a meat dress in her normal life 
She could wear a, a, a body. She could just have dead bodies hooked all over her. She's game, everybody. She's going to do anything that they want. She will do. I think she's going to kill it. Yeah, she will kill things. This is absolutely a murder movie. <laughs> she's going to kill with pencils and knives and... She's going to be tortured, and she's going to go through a Breaking Bad situation. It's it's going to be a rough movie. Yeah, it is. But you know, let's uh, let's stop there because we can just gush about this all we want. But we're gushing about just the casting announcement and the possibility of things to come. Let's. I think firmly that once they start rolling and once we start getting random set photos, let's revisit this. Let's talk about this again because I think firmly this is and- going to work. And we might, and I might come back and be like, oh, they decided to do Music Man instead of Little Shop of Horrors. So that doesn't resonate with me. Listen, there's lots of choices that can, that could change. We were expecting Sweeney Todd and we got The Greatest Showman. What is this? Like, Like, listen, I don't know. Right. Oh my goodness. Yo, if she does a Greatest Showman, that's a much different movie than I have in mind as well. Uh, that's a much different movie because you Jackman yeah. would come back and do that movie if you just said like, "Oh, you're going to be the greatest showman." With everybody, Hugh Jackman's coming in the movie. He's been cast as Commissioner Gordon. Like that would be <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> I also think that we are biased in that we always cast Hugh Jackman in every movie inside of our minds. There's usually a spot for him somewhere in the movie. Yeah, no. I mean, you think about like who would you cast as this character? Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Why? All the all the time. I can't believe he's not in the MCU. FYI, I feel like they're gonna bring him over as Wolverine. They're just waiting to tease us. Oh, Taylor, I lost you. No, you came yeah. back. We gotta end the show, Taylor. I lost you. We gotta end I the show. I lost you. Okay, great. Then it's overtime. All right. All right. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, you can support what we do at Patreon.com/slash/TheCultureNerd. I have been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Santel, with his energy bleeding as ever. Uh, we got our <laughs> Patreon supporters, bleeding. the 10 of I'm them. I'm not bleeding. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Wesley. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you, everybody. Yep. And then uh, thank you all again. Uh, like, subscribe, scan that QR code, follow us on the platforms, and we will see you all on next time. Uh, we'll see you very soon. Goodbye, everybody.